Welcome to the Mackenzie McHugh Podcast, and thank you for tuning in. On this podcast, we'll dive deep into God's Word and build faith. Now, more than ever, people are hungry for God and hungry for biblical truth. On this podcast, we filter nothing. If you want to grow in your relationship with God, this podcast is just for you. Let's dive in. What's up, everybody? It's Mackenzie McHugh, your host, and I'm so happy to be here. Wow, it's been a couple weeks, so I'm so excited to to finally be back on the podcast today. I went away for a couple weeks. I went to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to Revival Today Church. I attended Breakthrough in the Ministry with Evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth. It was an amazing week. So that's where I was. And then I also went to Louisiana to go visit some friends. So it was a great couple weeks of ministry, really just receiving from powerful services. I still feel like so encouraged. So um, yeah, that's what I've been up to. So I'm very excited to get into today, which is titled, What Are You Confessing? And I want to focus specifically on confessing the word of God and seeing his promises fulfilled in your life. All right, go with me to Malachi chapter 3 verses 13 to 14. I want to read the scripture to you today. I'm going to start in verse 13. The Bible says, You have spoken arrogantly against me, says the Lord. Yet you ask, What have we said against you? You have said it is futile to serve God, or vain to serve God. What do we gain by carrying out his requirements and going about like mourners before the Lord Almighty? So we see in Malachi, if you even read before, in uh, verses 6 to 12, God addresses the people's lack of tithe and offering, that they're not giving to the Lord either. So they're speaking arrogantly against him. They're not giving their tithe and their offering, which is, which is, which is a representation of where their heart is at. Their hearts are far from God. They're not living in relationship with God, but they're God's chosen people and they're they're not in relationship with him. After all they've been through with God disobeying him, getting exiled. If you don't know what the exile is, it's um, when God's people were literally like banished from Jerusalem and God gave them over to their enemies. The temple fell. All this stuff happened. Now, after that, God's people are coming back to Jerusalem. And it's 430 B.C., just some background information. Um, and so now God's people, they rebuilt the temple. And um, you had Ezra that was a prophet, Nehemiah, and then Malachi is a prophet. He's like the last one, according to what I read. So basically, just some background information is that even though God's people experience the pain of what it is to sin, because ultimately 
any um, sin, it has a consequence to it. So these people didn't learn the lesson of being exiled from their homeland, from Jerusalem. They didn't learn that lesson. They didn't learn the lesson of their enemies coming at them. So now they're back in their homeland and they're still living a sinful life. Some of them or most of them are living not for God. They're not being faithful in their worship. They're not being faithful in their tithes and offerings. And they're very self-centered, prideful. And they're saying, this is what's crazy, is um, they're neglecting the tithe and the offering so they're not blessed people. Because look what the Bible says. In verse 8, the Bible says, Will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how are we robbing you? And the Lord says, in tithes and offerings, you are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it is ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. So if we read verse 13, which we're focusing on today, the Lord also adds, you have spoken arrogantly against me, says the Lord. Yet you ask, what have we said against you? You have said it is futile to serve God. What do we gain by carrying out his requirements and going about like mourners before the Lord Almighty? But now we call the arrogant blessed. Certainly evildoers prosper. And even when, they're, when they put God to the test, they get away with it. So that was a lot of scripture reading for everybody listening. And I want to really hone in on this, is that these people didn't have right relationship with God and they weren't seeing any fruit in their lives because they were neglecting these principles. And I never saw this until the other day is the power of your confession is so important because these people literally were speaking against God, talking amongst themselves about God and that how he's not, how he's not a faithful God, basically. That what do we gain by serving him? We're getting nothing by serving him. So I want to take this and let's reflect on applying this same principle of speaking to your life and my life. You have spoken arrogantly against me, says the Lord. And I want to ask, what are you speaking? What are you saying about serving God? What is your attitude? One of the things that that really strikes me about this is that they are literally believing a lie because they said, what do we gain by carrying out his requirements and going about like mourners before the Lord because they sinned. So they're mourning. What, what do we gain by obeying God? And how many of you know that the Bible throughout the entire Bible is constantly talking about the reward for serving God? We see it in Deuteronomy chapter 28. If you fully obey the Lord your God and and do all the commands, you will be blessed. Let's go there. Deuteronomy chapter 28. 
<clears throat> if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands, I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on earth. All these blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. You will be blessed in the city, blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed and the crops of your land and the young of your livestock, the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks. Your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in and when you go out. And if you keep reading all the way down, Till verse 14, you'll see the continued blessings of you'll, you'll be on top. You'll never be on the bottom. We also see the reward of God for serving God in Hebrews 11, chapter, uh, uh, chapter 11, verse 6. Let's turn there as well if you have your Bibles. Hebrews 11, verse 6. <clears throat> and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. The NIV says that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. <clears throat> I like when it says diligently seek him. It's the same thing, but I like the, that word diligent. Those who diligently seek him, there's a reward for that. So there's a reward for serving God. There is a blessing for serving God. But these people were so wrapped up in themselves that they lost sight of that blessing. They stopped speaking about it. They, they didn't know who they were connected to in covenant. Because when you're in covenant with God, you are blessed. Amen? And a sign of that blessing is that or the sign of that covenant is that you partner with God in your tithe and your offering, which isn't the the central theme of today's message. I want to add on to that. And really, because this stuck out to me and I never saw it before, that it's not just the tithe and the offering that ensure you're blessed, but it's your confession. What are you saying about God? What are you saying every single day? What are your conversations? Are your conversations focused on complaining? Are your conversations focused on, I don't have this, or why isn't God doing that for me? This isn't working out, or, oh my word, this is so annoying. And we feel justified to express those things because it seems to be a reality. Well, this person cut me off on the road, or, oh, this person's so annoying. Like, it's like, well, I'm just saying the truth. And you might be saying reality, but it's not the truth of the Bible. It's not the truth of God's word. And I realized <clears throat> just this past week, this really like illuminated in me is that what am I confessing? What am I confessing about the Bible? What am I confessing about my life every single day? Because every single thing that literally from your heart is what comes the words of your mouth. Whatever you have on the inside of you is what's going to come out of you. And whatever you're speaking is literally enforcing faith, whether it's good or bad. Whatever your confession is, is what you're going to have. And um, a lot of people, they don't really believe that or they think it's just like fake. 
I'm saying if you declare the word of God and you speak it, it will come to pass in your life. Amen. It will. Your confession has to be lined up with the word of God, even in the little things, even in your conversations with people. I even think just just from knowing the scriptures and knowing God, one of the major reasons why God's people, this is just off the top of my head, I didn't study this, but just based on what I've read in the Bible, is the people of God, they didn't go into the promised land first because of disobedience and they had doubt. They did not have faith. They didn't believe that they could conquer the giants, but they also were a murmuring people. They were always complaining, always saying, oh, well, the, the, the manna isn't good enough. We want quail. We want this. We want a king. We want, you know, that wasn't uh, in the promise. That wasn't in the, the wilderness. They said we want a king. That was in David's time. They, that was way later. They said, oh, well, we want a king. And they were demanding a king, but they didn't need a king. They had God as their king. So there's always these times in the scriptures where people have like fleshly needs or they're, they're so focused on them and their needs, their wants, their desires. And they're, they're frustrated at life because they're not seeing what they want. And that type of an attitude of complaining and confessing, it aggravates God. Complaining and negative speaking repels God. And I want you to think of that. It, it re- aggravates God to hear doubtful speaking, anti-faith speaking. The Lord, Jesus, hates unbelief. He does not like doubt or unbelief for three seconds. He doesn't like that. I'm just really talking right now. Like, I'm just like, and guys, let me say this right now. On these podcasts, the purpose of these podcasts, this is for me, maybe I'll change this in the future, but they're not supposed to be three point sermons. When I preach it, it it will be a lot different. Like, out of service, I literally, I'm, I have my notes with this, but I'm not in any way, maybe I should do that, but I don't know. I just, it's more so, uh, encouragement, like devotional style podcast. It's not necessarily like a 10 point, three point sermon. Sometimes I have done that in the past, but this is more so like, I hate to say conversational because this is as I do study and prepare for these guys. I'm just letting you know, but I want to say that in no way are these like, you know, a 10 point sermon. So please don't take it like that. And, um, I'm just explaining myself so that way you guys are aware. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to get back to this. Okay, so basically my point is, is that <clears throat> your confession really matters. It really matters. You can even feel it when you're saying something that's anti-faith or you're even just focusing on something like talking to a friend about like your problems. It, does it make you feel good? Honestly, it makes me feel gross. I'm like, I can't believe why did I just say this? Like... <laughs> why did I just complain about this? I'm like, literally brought me nowhere. I I feel worse talking about it now. I should have just like kept it between me and God. Who couldn't testify to that? Uh, You know, your confession, it like stirs you up on the inside and you start going toward that direction in your thought life. 
in every area of your life because of what you say. So these people were speaking arrogantly against God and basically saying terrible things. The NLT says they were saying terrible things. What's the use of serving God? They were so full of doubt that there's no reward. There's, there's nothing. Oh, I'm not seeing the blessing. Oh, I'm not seeing this. I'm not seeing that. They should have been careful about what they said about God. They, they should have had a fear of the Lord and, and had a trust and a faith. And your confession is so important because it reflects what's on the inside of you and it reflects where you're going in life and your victory. It comes from your mouth. Amen. Your confession is so important to you winning in life, to you seeing the blessing of God in your life. These people at this time were not a blessed people. They didn't experience the blessing of God because they weren't giving their tithe, their offering. You know, the Lord explained that he would throw open the windows of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there won't be enough room to store it. So it is biblical to be blessed to an abundant, overflowing point where you don't have enough room to hold it all in. Amen? That's your promise, your blessing. That's that's what God has for you. But if you, also you're not confessing, and your confession is going directly against God's promises for you. It doesn't have to just be about blessing. It can be about healing. It can be your confession about, oh, I'm sick. I don't feel good. Well, then that's exactly what you will have. And <clears throat> wherever you're at today with your faith, be encouraged that you can pray at the end of this uh, podcast with me. And we will pray together and Honestly, repent for any single words that we've spoken that are not of God and are anti-faith, anti-Bible, anti-scriptural. Because all of those things in the culture we're in, or even it could just be who you're hanging out with, who your friends are, it can rub on you so easily if you're not aggressive with your confession. If you're not aggressive in saying, no, I am blessed. I don't care how much the gas is right now. I don't care about this culture and, you know, how much things are right now or the groceries going up. People are always complaining about worldly things. We're above that. Amen. God's people are above that. We're a blessed people. And your confession, it assists. It literally like it's your agreement with the word of God. It's you agreeing with it. How did you become a believer? You confess your sin and you also confessed Jesus Christ as Lord because you believed in your heart, like Romans 10 says, and then you confessed with your mouth. So the principle of confession is biblical. It is all throughout the Bible. It's all throughout the scriptures. Jesus said, if you say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, it will. So there's a there's a Bible principle of confessing the promises of God. How did the Father, how did he speak how did he make the world? He spoke it in Genesis 1 that he said, let there be light. The, the principle of confessing the word is biblical. It's true. You confess the will of God, which is the word of God, over your life, over your situation, over your circumstances. 
you always confess your covenant because no matter what's going on around you, that doesn't matter because you know greater is he who's in you than the one who's in this world. You know the truth and the truth has set you free. So there's a word that you have to activate with your mouth. Whatever's in your heart, based on what you've read in the Bible, it gets in your heart and then you speak it with your mouth. Amen. And then you see it happen in your life. Amen. Jesus would pray for people and he would say, be healed. He would speak a word and then it would happen. He would say, I sent my word and it healed. He would send his word and it would heal whoever needed a healing. So the word of God is powerful. The word of God in your mouth is a powerful weapon. I, wa- I also want to point this out. How did David kill Goliath? How did David kill Goliath? We know he used a stone and a sling. We all know that. But he also had a word of faith before he confronted the enemy. First, he said it with his mouth. David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. He already declared his victory before it happened. This day the Lord will deliver you. He will deliver you. He had a confidence. He had a courage about it. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Faith speaks. So he spoke in faith what was going to happen. Knowing. It wasn't just like, well, I'm saying this out in faith. I hope it happens. It was like, this will happen. And he had that courage and boldness on the inside of him. This very day, I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals in the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. Amen? So there's a courage and a confidence that comes with faith, that comes with it. And one thing I love, I one of my friends said this to me, God loves to be put on the spot. Say to someone who needs a healing, God will heal you. God will heal you. Now, I'm going to pray and believe God to heal you. And like, if it happens, that's great. You know, let me know how you feel after. If not, like, you know, maybe it will come later. No, God will do it right now. And you put pressure like that because that's faith. Faith speaks. I remember working at my, uh, at my old job. I would work and there was a lady who was complaining that she was sick. She just started randomly telling me about her sickness. So I said, no, and to my knowledge, she's not a believer. And I said, hey, like, I, I can pray for you. I know Jesus and Jesus will heal you right now when we pray. And she said, okay, okay. So I prayed for her. I just, de- I declared and I said the sickness, I declare you to go that I speak healing, like I literally just prayed, like uh, just, I said, thank you, Father, for doing it. Thank you for healing her, that all sickness and disease is far from this woman, and I just prayed. The next day, she she told me, hey, really, really, really weird. Um, I went to the doctors last night, and they said my ear infection is completely gone, like 
there's no residue of it like at all and I'm like praise the Lord like he just he just does that and I think if it it comes from faith having faith and just saying hey God will do this God's not a man that he should lie and I give God the glory for that healing um amen it was amazing those were some of the first few times I ever saw that happen and or that God ever used me in that so God will do it. And it's having that confidence. David had that confidence. He had a confidence that Goliath would be killed and that he would cut his head off. He had that confidence and he told it to his face because faith speaks and it has a victory. It has a a knowing that it will happen. Amen? Amen. So what are you confessing? What is your confession of faith? What are you believing God to do for you this year, 2023, as we're closing out. What are you believing God to do for you? It's not hard for God to do anything for you. But if you don't have the faith for it, if you don't have the boldness to speak it, if you're not declaring the word, you know, God's not a respecter of persons. And look at it on the flip side. Take three scriptures for whatever you're believing for. Write them down. And I want you to speak those scriptures every single day until you see that blessing come into your life. Whether it's for finances, whether it's for healing, whether it's for a family member's salvation, find three scriptures in the Bible that support whatever you're putting your faith out there for God to do before the close of this year. Whatever it is, take those three scriptures, speak them every day. And another great tool to ensure you see the blessing in your life is thankfulness. Saying, thank you, Father. You already have done this for me in Jesus' name. It's thanking God ahead of time for what's coming. It's thanking him as if it's already done. Because in God's time, it it is already done. Amen? I also want to read Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. That's in the Amplified Version. Those who love it eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. So your words are like literal like seeds. Whatever you speak, whatever you're saying every single day from the Bible, Whatever word you're standing on is what you're going to see in your life. And if you're not standing on anything, your life will speak of that as well. A lack of fruitfulness, a lack of seeing God and moving your life. Maybe it's time to just be honest and say, have I been speaking anything over my life? Have I been declaring the word? Have I been believing in faith for anything? Have I just been complaining about how I'm seeing things? It could even just be small things, guys. It could be like, rehearsing like something that happened to you rehearsing what's not going right in your life or rehearsing how you feel about something none of those things help you to get over it none of those things help you it might help you the first time to get it off your chest and share something with somebody but after the first time don't bring it up again after the first time you already talked about it with somebody or you already gave it to the lord don't bring it up again Make sure that you guard your mouth and guard your confession. 
<clears throat> because it's not bad to express an emotion or express something that happened to you. But after the first time, I believe it's like it's a hindrance to keep rehearsing something over and over again. To keep rehearsing a feeling or like what happened. It it halts your faith. It holds holds your progression. And sometimes if you can, don't even bring it up to anybody. Don't I mean, don't bring it up because it's just going to hinder your faith. Sometimes it's not worth and I don't have a specific example in mind. I'm sure if it's like something super serious, like, you know, someone's trying to kill you or something, like, please bring that up to somebody. But <laughs> that's not that's not the context of what I'm saying. But like small things like complaining, like, oh, this happened and blah, blah, blah. Like, just just guard your mouth. Just be careful. It'd be like, is this going to build me up? Is this going to help my friendship with this person? Is this going to like encourage our faith? If it doesn't, maybe don't say it. Maybe don't say it. It, it will help you. It will help you. That's one thing for me that I'm like, I don't want to speak anything that's not like full faith because it, words can really, you know, let, let your words assist what God's doing, not hinder him. That God would never say to you that you spoke arrogantly against him or, or if there's any area of your life, even in the smallest things that needs to change, ask the Lord to, to show you that today. Because the Lord, um, he already gave us the scriptures. He gave us his will. But now it's our, our job because we have authority and dominion here on the earth. And we're the ones to steward what he's given us. So be encouraged today that your confession is there to help you. It's there. Your mouth is there to assist God's will for your life. Speak where you want to be. Confess where you want to be in the next five years. Confess what you want to see and what you want to do for God. Speak big. Don't speak lack. Don't speak little because God is a big God and he'll do great and mighty things for you in your life. And I'm here to be your friend, to, to believe with you for whatever the Lord is put on your heart to do for him. Always let me bring this home. Make sure your confession lines up with the word of God. Make sure what you confess isn't just some random, like, I command this to come into my, like, you know, you can command things to come into your possession as it lines up with the word of God. But don't just like, you know, like some people confess the weirdest stuff. I don't know. I've heard some pretty wacky things before. But make sure your confession always lines up with the word of God. Whatever you are believing for, take three scriptures. Like I said, this is a practical take home. Take three scriptures for that one thing you're believing God to do, or maybe many things you're, you're believing the Lord to do for your life. Whether it's to see souls saved or just be used greater in the ministry to fulfill the great commission, whatever it is that you're believing God to help you with, I believe he'll help you today in Jesus name. Well, I hope this was encouraging to you. I want to pray for two things. The first, if you've never received Jesus as the Lord of your life, as your Savior, I want to tell you that he died on the cross for you, that he loves you, that for God so loved the world, he sent his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. John 3.16 is what I just read. And God sent his one and only son. None of us are worthy to receive the free gift of salvation. None of us are worthy to receive it. We, we only receive it by faith, by grace and through faith. We receive it 
through Jesus Christ. And how do you do this? Confess that you're a sinner. Confess that you messed up, that you missed the mark. Be honest with God and tell him, Lord, I messed up. I missed it. But I'm coming today. I want to have peace with God. I want to confess my sin and ask for your forgiveness. And I believe that you are God, that Jesus, you died on the cross for me. If that's you today and you want to repent of your sin, turn around 180 degree to repent, to turn the other way and to serve God with all of your heart. I want to lead you in a prayer called the sinner's prayer. Just repeat with me wherever you're at and say, Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I confess that I've missed it, Lord, and I come before you today, a sinner, and I want to desire I desire to know you. Cleanse me, Lord, forgive me of my sins. I confess that you are the Lord of my life, that you are Jesus, the Son of God. And you died on the cross for me and rose again on the third day. I want to have peace with you. Thank you, Father, for forgiving me, cleansing me. Thank you I'm set free of sin. And I'm living the life of a true child of God. That I'm living the life of a believer in Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm so happy that you pray that prayer with me today and Romans chapter 5 verse 1 says that that you've been justified that you actually have peace with God now says we were therefore buried with him Jesus through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the father we too may live a new life For if we have been united with him in a death like this, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like this. For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. So know today that your old self that used to sin have no control over yourself, That part of you died right now as you prayed that prayer today. That you're no longer here to live for yourself. And literally, it's a spiritual thing that the old man is gone. The new has come. So be encouraged today that you are a child of God. And the Bible also says that heaven rejoices when one person accepts the Lord. So heaven is having a party right now. And also, um, the Bible says that The Lord literally takes your sin and he throws it into the sea of forgetfulness that he doesn't even remember that old you. So be encouraged today that you have peace with God, that you're uh, redeemed, you're a child of God, and I encourage you to get plugged into a local church right near you that believes all of the Bible, the full gospel, and is a spirit-filled church. So uh, get connected to a great church near you that will help you and tremendously is so so important as a new believer for everybody else let me close out in prayer father in jesus name i pray for every single person listening if you can lift your hands where you're at father i pray for every person listening lord that they see the goodness of god in the land of the living this year 
in Jesus' name. Every single thing they've been believing you for, by faith in the promises of God, by confessing the word, I thank you, not one person will be disappointed. I thank you, Lord, not one person will miss it. I thank you, anyone listening to this podcast today, that they understand the principle of faith and sowing with their words, with believing in their heart and confessing the word of God, that, Lord, nothing is hard for you. Lord, nothing is too hard for you to do it. And we speak blessing. We speak life. We speak prosperity. We speak healing over every person tuning in today, that they be blessed going in, blessed going out, that they're the head, not the tail. They're above, not beneath. They're an overcomer, and they walk in victory. Amen? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, guys. Well, hey, I'm really happy that you came on to this today and listened. Don't forget to share it with a friend or a family member and have a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you guys so much. And until next time, God bless.